Thank you for joining us for Hope for Today with Pastor Doug Solomon. In today's podcast, we are going to talk about faith. Faith is the victory. Our text comes from Judges chapter 7, and we're going to read about Gideon defeats the Midianites. And the main idea today to talk about is those who put their faith in the Lord live victoriously. We live in a world today where there's so much defeat and so much um, uncertainty, but you know as Christians we can live victoriously. So I've always been intrigued by this statement, the just shall live by faith. It's easy to take this for granted, but it means that there should be at the core of our being an unshakable trust in Almighty God a God who will save us, a God who will keep us, a God who empowers us for holy living and for faithful service. Faith. Faith is an action word, believing God and acting accordingly. If there's anything I've learned in these many years of knowing Jesus as my Savior, it's this. I have never lost a battle when I've trusted and obeyed the Lord. Unfortunately, the opposite is also true. I've never won a battle when I've operated on my own strength. I'm confident that what I have just shared is not only true for me, but it's also true for many of you that that listen. Has it not been so? When you trusted and obeyed, you've won. And when you fought the battle on your own strength, you've lost. Think of habits and fear, life's challenges, and even loss. I also believe in my heart that every born-again Christian has a desire to be like Jesus and all those men and women listed in the Hall of Fame found in the book of Hebrews chapter 11. One thing they all had in common, they trusted in God and obeyed his commands, and they were able to see the invisible. They were able to see things from God's perspective, believing it, then seeing it. They were able to choose the imperishable, choosing godly things over worldly values. They were able to achieve the impossible. They could do all things through Christ who strengthens me or strengthens them. Does that work for you and me today? It does if we know Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior. In 1 John 5, verses 3 through 5 in the NIV, it says, This is the love of God, to obey his commands, and his commands are not burdensome for everyone born of God, who overcomes the world. This victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only he or she who believes in Jesus as the Son of God. Paul says it this way in Philippians 4.13, I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. I believe that we would all like to live that way, And in this story of Gideon's defeat of the Midianites, 
in Judges chapter 7, we learn what we need to do to live a victorious life. Now let's look at God. What does God have to say about it? So let's read the word together today. Judges chapter 7 verses 1 through 25. This is a story of faith in action. Early in the morning, Jerubbabal, that is Gideon, and all his men camped at the spring of Harold. The camp of Midian was north of them in the valley near the hills of Moray. The Lord said to Gideon, You have too many men for me to deliver Midian into your hands. In order that Israel may not boast against me that her strength has saved her, announce to the people, Anyone who trembles with fear may turn back and leave Mount Gilead. So 22,000 men left, while 10,000 men remained. But the Lord said to Gideon, There are still too many men. Take them down to the water, and I will sift them for you there. If you say, This one shall go with you, he shall go. But if I say, This one shall not go with you, he shall not go. So Gideon took the men down to the water. There the Lord told him, Separate those who lap the water with their tongues like a dog from those who kneel down and drink. Three hundred men lapped with their hands and their mouth. All the rest got down on their knees to drink. The Lord said to Gideon, With the three hundred men who lapped, I will save you and give Midianite, the Midianites into your hands. Let all the other men go each to his own place. So Gideon sent the rest of the Israelites to their tent, but kept the three hundred, who took over the provisions and trumpets of the others. Now the camp of the Midians lay below him in the valley. During that night the Lord said to Gideon, Get up, go down against the camp, because I am going to give it to you into your hands. If you are afraid to attack, go down to the camp with your servant, Purah, and listen to what they are saying. Afterwards, you will be encouraged to attack the camp. So he and Purah, his servant, went down to the outpost of the camp. The Midianites, the Amalekites, and all the other eastern people had settled in the valley. They were thick as locusts. Their camels could be no more counted than the sand on the seashore. Gideon arrived just as a man was telling a friend his dream. I had a dream, he said. A loaf of barley bread came tumbling down into the Midianites' camp. It struck the tent with such force that the tent overturned and it collapsed. His friend responded, This can be nothing other than the sword of Gideon son of Joash, the Israelite. God had given the Midianites and the whole camp into his hands. When Gideon heard the dream and its interpretation, he worshipped God. He returned to the camp of Israel and called out, Get up! The Lord has given the Midianite camp into your hands. Dividing the three hundred men into three companies, he placed trumpets 
and empty jars in the hands of all the men, with torches inside. Watch me, he told them. Follow my lead. When I get to the edge of the camp, do exactly what I do. When I and all who are with me blow their trumpets, then all around the camp, you all will blow your trumpets and shout for the Lord and for Gideon. Gideon and the hundred men with him reached the edge of the camp at the beginning of the mid-watch, just after they had changed the guard. They blew their trumpets and they broke their jars that they had in their hands. The three companies blew the trumpets and smashed the jars, grasping the torches in their left hand and holding with their right the trumpets. They blew the trumpets. They shouted, a sword for the Lord and for Gideon. While each man held his position around the camp, all the Midianites ran, crying out as they fled. When the 300 trumpets sounded, the Lord caused the men throughout the camp to turn on each other with their swords. The army fled to Beth Shittah, towards Zerah, as far as the border of Ab Mehola near Tarabath. Israelites from Naphtali, Asher, and all Manassas were called out, and they pursued the Midianites. Now Gideon sent messengers throughout the hill country of Ephraim, saying, Come down against the Midianites, seize the waters of the Jordan ahead of them, as far as Bethbara. So the men of Ephraim were called out, and they took to the waters of the Jordan as far as Beth Bara. They also captured two Midianite leaders, Oreb and Zeb. They killed Oreb at the rock of Oreb and Zebeb at the winepress of Zebeb. They pursued the Midianites and brought the heads of Oreb and Zebeb to Gideon, who was by the Jordan. May the Lord add a blessing to his word. So verses 1 through 7, God determines the resources that we need to do the things his way. As we've seen where he whittled the army down to 300. He determines how much we need, how many, what kind. It's not that Gideon had a bad plan, but God had a better plan. And God's plan always brings him the glory and empowers us to do things God's way. Verses 7 through 15, God determines the battle plan based on his provision and power. Just use the men who lap the water, but stay steady and armed. So God was determining who he wanted to go, and Gideon obeyed. God said, go spy the camp and learn what I am doing. And Gideon obeyed and learned that God was already at work. God's already at work in our life. Sometimes we don't always see it, but he does. Gideon worshipped. He was filled with great confidence, shared God's plan and instructed and encouraged others to follow the plan of God. He just didn't keep it to himself. 
Verses 16 through 25, faith is believing God and acting accordingly. Gideon obeyed and did just as God said. He said, watch me and follow my lead. Can we say, follow me? They experienced victory through faith, trust, and obedience in God's plan. So, what's so important to know? Before Gideon could fight the battle by faith, his faith had to be tested for the ability to win the battle. A faith cannot be tested, cannot be trusted. Faith must be personal. I cannot rely on someone else's faith to get by. J.G. Stipe said, Faith is like a toothbrush. Everybody should have one and use it regularly, but it isn't safe to use somebody else's. I put my trust in the Lord today. It's not good enough to just sing the hymn. We must exercise our faith of our fathers. It is not good enough just to watch the faith of others because they cannot save us or win the battles of life for us. Our faith, which puts which we should put complete trust in God's word and in God. What does God's test of faith? Or why does God test our faith? He tests us to show us whether we have real faith or counterfeit faith, not some warm, fuzzy feeling, but our unshakable confidence in the character and the word and the power of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word in Romans 10.17 to strengthen our faith for the task ahead. Paul prayed that we would have his strength, Ephesians 1.18-20. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glory, inheritance in the saints and his incomparable great power for us who believe. That power is just like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms. God tests our faith sometimes to teach us to rely on him and not on ourself. Psalms 27 and 8 tells us, Some trust in chariots, some trust in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. They are brought to their knees and fall, but we will rise up and we will stand firm. So let's see how God tested Gideon's faith. And in the process, we will learn, too, that we must pass the test. That is, to become like a warrior that God chooses us to fight the battles, and the battles will be fought the way that God wants them to be fought. We must rely on the provisions and not on our own resources. Judges 7.2 The Lord said to Gideon, You have too many men for me to deliver the Mennonites into your hands, in order that Israel may not boast against me 
that her own strength saved her. You know, first, faith says less of me and more of God equals more power. So they went from Gideon's army went from 32,000 down to 300 men. That's a 99% reduction. Secondly, we see that Gideon did not argue with God. He simply obeyed. He put his trust in the Savior and not the soldiers. Thirdly, we see faith sees things from God's perspective, even when it's not at all the way that we think it should go or the way that we think things should be done. Faith says, believing is seeing. Gideon was a man of faith. The 300 followed him. They obeyed him. Faith and fear are both contagious. What will others catch from you? We see here that he replaced fear with faith. Judges 7.3, he said, Announce to the people, Anyone who trembles with fear, turn back and leave Mount Gilead. So 22,000 men left, while 10,000 remain. Fear not, I am the Lord your God, was part of Gideon's call to battle in Judges chapter 6. Psalms 27.1 The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Romans 8.28 and verse 31 and 32. And we know that all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. What then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? We also see that Gideon refused to be distracted. Judges 7, 4 through 8, we must remain alert. But the Lord said to Gideon, There are too many men. Take them down to the water, and I will sift them for you there. If you say, This one shall go with you, he shall go. But if you say, This one shall not go with you, he shall not go. So Gideon took the men down to the water, and he separated those who lapped the water with their tongues like a dog, and those who kneeled down to drink. He separated 300 men that lapped their hands uh, with their mouths. All the rest got down on their knees. So the Lord said to Gideon, With these 300 men that lapped, I will save you and give the Midianites into your hands. Let all the other men go, each to his own way. So we see there, we never know when God is testing us, just like he did Gideon, in some ordinary experience of life. He told him to keep the ones who laugh like a dog, 
Did you ever watch a dog or an animal drink? They do not put their heads under water. They laugh the water, like looking around, like they're looking around, watching. Jesus taught his disciples to live this way in Matthew thirteen thirty one. Faith equals big results. So now what? God did not record this story just so we could say, wow, look what God did for Gideon. No, it isn't is no, it isn't in his word, so we can see what happens if we dare to be obedient and do the things God's way, in God's power and in God's time. So, why do we need to trust God today? I have another question. Are you trusting in God's power and provision for your needs? Or are you trying to take, take care of them yourself? Are you trusting in your own wisdom and ability or in what God can do? Are you struggling to wait for God's timing for victory? Here's a good question. When will God act in my situation? The answer is anytime, at the right time. Are you willing to surrender the way that you do it? and dare to ask God how he wants it done? You see, faith says God's way in God's time is always the best way and the best time. Gideon discovered God already was at work before the battle ever started. And it's true for you and me as well. Do you trust God enough to fight with trumpets and jars and torches when you would normally use arrows and swords and shields? So here it is. I do not know exactly what you're facing today. It may be a spiritual, an emotional or financial or even a physical need that just seems to overwhelm you. You may be captive to fear, to worry or doubt this very day. But remember this, in Judges chapter 1 through 4, we read how the people kept losing faith in God. They were living in fear and defeat, but God in his mercy would raise up a new judge who was a person of faith. And when they exercised faith and obedience to God, they could defeat any of their enemies. In Judges chapter 6, the people had drifted away from God again and were constantly being harassed by the Midianites. They lived in fear instead of faith for seven years. Then in chapter 7, as we read today, God raised up Gideon, a man of faith. Once again, they followed a person of faith. They trusted and obeyed God, and they experienced a great victory. Now in fairness, you and I have no excuse for acting like the Israelites, for God has given us the Holy Spirit to live in us and to empower us. But we still have to make a choice. Live by faith and do things God's way, or live by sight and do things on our own strength, or do things the way that the world would do it. 
This choice is yours, but the right choice is simple. Romans 1.17 The just shall live by faith. The just, those who are the right in right relationship to God, they live by faith and not by sight. Faith is based on who we love, know and rely upon. Sight means we cannot see any further than our own situation and resources. So where are you today? We have someone greater than Gideon to follow. He has already won the battle. Will you trust Jesus with whatever you need to be? If you're going through a spiritual battle, Jesus will heal your heart. He will remove your doubt and deliver you from whatever is defeating you. If you have an emotional need, are you in turmoil? Are you plagued by worry? Let Jesus speak peace into your heart and mind this very day. If you have a physical need, do you still believe that Jesus is the great physician? Will you let him heal you in his way and in his time? If you have a financial need, are you willing to believe that God can provide for all your needs as you seek to follow him? He promised he would. So let's let Jesus be our champion of our battle. Let's experience winning God's way. Let us trust God for the victory. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, Lord, we want to thank you for your word. And we thank you for the story of Gideon. And we thank you, Lord, that we can remember to do things your way. To wait upon you and your time. And we can go in the power and the victory that you will give us. So, Lord, I pray this message will help someone today. I pray, Lord, that you will uh, speak to the hearts and show them this story of Gideon in a new and a fresh way. We ask it in your name. Amen.